The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. It's, uh, it's a real privilege of mine to be able to have my dear friend, Pastor Charles Kaiwa, who is here from Uganda. Charles has been going to Uganda and will be going to Uganda next month. They're going to be spending six months there seeking to do more of the work of God. Um, if you remember, uh, Valeri Clive and myself went out in August, I think it was, uh, and we were with Charles there and we were preaching and we were doing some work, but we went to see what was going on. And it's a great work, and Charles has been there faithfully helping and promoting prayer and encouraging people. He has a deep walk with God, and we want to experience what he has to bring to us this morning. So please, will you welcome my dear friend, Pastor Charles. Charles. Bless you. Bless you. Come on. Hallelujah. It's good in here. I sense the presence of the Lord is in this place, like never before. I just want to encourage you. God is doing an awesome work in the world today, and uh, most especially I've been in England. But what, what a change, praise the Lord. To tell you the, 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 the truth, there is such a tremendous change. There is a wave of the Spirit of the Lord that is moving across the nations. And I want to encourage you, because people tend to, to have this notion of thinking that things are happening in the, in the third world countries, or maybe in Africa. But also God is doing awesome and great things when we open our hearts to him. Yes, and we, we expect him and, and we are so tender to desire more of him to move in our midst. So today, I bring you greetings from Africa because that's where I've been most of the time. And uh, we've been seeing tremendous work of the Lord and God moving in awesome and great way in miracles, signs, and wonders. And uh, because I've been living in Europe, especially here in Sweden and here, for the last 31 years, and uh, it was in 2016 when the Lord told me to relocate my ministry and make the best there. But my heart of heart, ever since God brought me in Europe, has always been to reach out to the nations of this world. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I've been challenging most of my African brothers because it was so, such a burden on my heart. Why is it that when we Africans, when we come in Europe, whichever country where God has posted you, and, and God opened the door and we came in here, and we we were mightily used because most of my friends were pastors and God was using them. And they came and they started ministries in this nation. And it was so sad in my heart when I started seeing most of us, we are reaching ourselves. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. When you find Nigerians, they're reaching Nigerians or they're reaching fellow Africans. We as Ugandans, we are trying to reach Ugandans. And uh, when you look at the, the pond where we are fishing, it's so small. And yet God has brought us in a big pond and we have not engaged in that pond. And that was the nation where God has sent us. So my burden was so huge on that. And then that's where, where we, we met with Jonathan because I was so engrossed in prayer. And I wanted God to open up this nation. And my burden is still growing. Amen. And I'm truly believing for England because this is the nation which brought the gospel in our nations. So I'm still believing for that. And I strongly believe we have not yet seen what God is about to do. Amen? Amen. Did you hear me on that? Yes. We have not yet seen what God is about to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. So God spoke to me and gave me a word. Actually, he gave me the word when I came here to pray with you. And the word was about, a burden came upon my heart. And as I was praying, God opened my eyes into something that I'll be sharing about 
dealing with strongholds. And that's where I want to take you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for such an awesome time in your presence. We open our hearts to you. Lord, let those scripts that comes and veil our understanding be lifted today as you begin to speak and engage us into the deeper things and the places where you want us to come with you so that you may manifest the sons of God as we begin to move in the nations of the world awaiting for your second coming. We ask you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, and somebody who loves him say, Amen. Let us go to Genesis chapter 2, beginning from verse 8. Genesis chapter 2, beginning from verse 8 to 9, and then we'll read from 15 to 17. Bear, bear in, in your mind that we're dealing with strongholds. Then the Lord, plant, the, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed, and out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Praise the Lord. Now, I want us to begin to see God beginning to create and planting a garden and putting the man in that garden whom he has created. That, that speaks volumes because in that very place, God created in Eden an environment. He created an atmosphere that was conducive for heaven and for God himself because as you begin to see, God came and engaged with his creation. There was an atmosphere that was so conducive, that was so, so conductive of, of the presence of God. And it was surrounded with the presence of God. When God created man, when God calls us, he puts us in his atmosphere, in his environment. No wonder people have been doing all the archaeology. They could not find the Garden of Eden. They were able to find in Ararat, the boat of no, the ark. But they haven't found the Eden because Eden is not a place. It is an atmosphere. It's a kind of presence, an environment, which God is inviting you and me to come to. It is a place where God has, has chosen you to come. When we are born again, born again, we are born of his spirit. Because when God created you, he created you a spiritual being. One of these days we need to awake and come to understand that we are not what we see. We are more than that. Recently I was sharing with my wife and I come to understand that when God created man, he took him out of himself. When you study the scripture, you find that God looked before the throne of God. There are four living creatures. One has, looks like a, has a, a head which looks like a human being, a man. Another one is like a, a, a cow. Another one is like a lion. And another one is like an eagle. And when God looked, he created, looking at those. And he created all the things that we see. But when it came to man, God looked into himself. So you are like nothing else but God. You are so special and so unique because you come from him. Your DNA is the DNA of God. So God puts you in an environment or in an atmosphere that is only conducive for his very presence. 
but something corrupted that, that environment or that atmosphere. And that is what I want us to look in. That, that environment, that atmosphere was the atmosphere of the presence of God. It was of worship. It was of love and joy where we, we, we blossom into the presence and enjoy God. But when sin entered into that garden, we lost that. And that is where the struggle has always been. We lost that very presence. Now, many people, um, especially, I'll pick on Jonathan here. Jonathan has all these questions. He keeps on asking me the last time when they were in Uganda. say, how come? Because I remember we put him on a pulpit and he preached. He preached very well, preached about revival. And after he preached, nothing happened. He just stood there. And then... We started to pray, and the presence of the Lord manifested. People starting heal, getting healed, and demons starting living the, the lives of people. And Samuel Clive and uh, I've forgotten his name. Oh, over there, they didn't know what to do because things were happening. There was a, a manifestation which was so tremendous, and they, they didn't know what to do. I told them that is no more. That is what happens when God comes down here. Praise the Lord. And Jonathan was asking me, how come we don't experience that? Some people tend to, th to say that we have an open heaven. But everywhere we, we are, we can open the heavens. Praise God. Amen. Amen? It is not open only in Africa. It's not open only in the third world. Every one of us, it is given to us because we have access. The veil was that the, the wall that, 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 that was dividing for us to enter into the Holy of Holies was torn apart. And Jesus opened for us that we can enter into that presence. And the presence I'm talking about, where you were created to dwell, where you were created to live in that atmosphere. It was corrupted, but God has regained it for us through his son, Jesus Christ. And we can live in that atmosphere. We can live under that open heaven. We can engage God on a daily basis, on an everyday. While I'm speaking to you like now, I can be engaging him. Eyes can be open and I can see in that realm. That was what you were created for. Amen. Praise God. This, because, you see, what we need to understand, we were created to bring heaven on earth. So that heaven, as it is in heaven, you remember that scripture? As it is in heaven, so be it on earth. And you are the sons of God who are supposed to manifest the glory of your father, the wonders of your father, what heaven is like, because you are created to rule and to reign here on earth. To reveal the glory and the awesome wonders of God. When we are born again, that is our mandate. When they see you, they see Christ. We are the sons of God who manifest his awesomeness and his greatness. Demons have to flee. When Jesus Christ was here on earth as the son of God, and we are his brothers. Wherever he was walking, demons would scream. He would silence them because he had authority and power over them. And he says, behold, I give you authority because it was given unto me. So I give you that authority in heaven and on earth. So go ye and disciple nations in what? In my authority. You walk on earth and earth has to understand. Here you come. Praise God. Amen. But we're not manifesting that. And it is time that the hindrances and the things that are hindering us, we need to face them headlong and stand and say, you, do you know who I am? Yes. Praise God. You come into a situation, I have been to places, and when you go there, you, you don't go weak-hearted. Because the demons have already taken a habitation in the place. So when you go, you say, do, you, do they know who I am? 
I don't come in my name. I come in the name of Jesus Christ. And I stand in that very authority. And no demon, no evil spirit is going to stand in this place. Sometimes you have to even refuse them to talk. Praise God. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor for me it's possible. Praise God. Because it is given unto us. So in this atmosphere, it was an atmosphere of love, protection, purity, and innocence. But when sin came into the garden, that atmosphere changed. Tell your neighbor for me, it changed. Praise God. That atmosphere changed, and it developed into a climate which changed into a belief system. Praise God. I want you to mark those things. It was an atmosphere. That atmosphere was developed into a climate. And that climate, if, when it is sustained, it becomes a belief system. Praise God. And that belief system, what we see about it, that that belief system develops again into a stronghold, which eventually becomes a culture. And that is what we see exactly. It became a culture and a culture of death, where we see Cain killing his brother Abel. It was not designed by God like that. Because God, had created them so that they can depend on God. They can work with God. That God can reveal himself in his sons as they begin to bring heaven down. The kingdom of God coming here on earth and revealing the manifold wisdom of God. And now we are standing in an age and a time when the manifold wisdom of God is being revealed to the sons of God. And God beginning to manifest himself so that we can say, we have not yet begun to see what God is about to do. Some of the specks are beginning to come through. But we are going to see great and mighty things. As now on the flip side you are seeing in the world, the knowledge increasing. Let me tell you, the things of God are also increasing. Double what God is doing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because now, because we are so, we are so in, in tune with what is going on, we see, like in the social media, we see the development, the innovation, the, create, the creativity. That, that, all that, I want to take you back to this one scripture, which I think most of us who have mis- misread it. Can you take me back on Genesis where we read? I just wanna, want you to capture this. Go back to Genesis chapter 2, uh, chapter two uh, I think it's verse 10, verse 9, where it says that tree, God planted it, the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and also note, I said, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. How many trees were there? One was the tree of life, and the next, the next was? Knowledge and what? The knowledge of good and what? And evil. Which means the second tree was a tree of knowledge. Knowledge of good. For you to be able to know good. And for you to be able to know evil. That was not the design of God. That was the devil's design. And we partook on that tree of knowledge of good. Now I have to submit to you. Mostly in the Western world, we have... We have prided ourselves in the knowledge. But whose knowledge? Praise God. We, have be, we are talking about going to the moon and going to the Mars and doing all these great things. And we have knowledge. But whose knowledge? And most of us who have done good things and some people, they say, I've done this, I've, I've, I've taken care of this. Good. You, the, your good is not good enough before God. Because he's not the source of it. And the clearly says there is a tree of knowledge of good. And most of us, we're so engrossed in doing the good. To substitute for what God wants to do in us. God wants us to depend on him. God wants us to lean on him. All, God has a scroll. The Bible talks about God has a scroll for each one of us. Where your life 
is written. Whatever God has called you and put you on earth to do. But we prayed so much that we think you hear a person doing all this. Now you hear Bill Gates trying to help us in Africa so that the mos- mosquitoes will, will, will not kill us. and all. all the good is good and awesome. And every one of us will clap. But which good? The only good God knows is in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Study that very well, and then we begin to look. Now, I want, I, I want us to look at the picture which, uh, there's a post which I wanted. Did you, did you manage? Okay. Praise the Lord. I, I want us to look at that. When man was created, he was put in what we call the earth sphere. That's where God planted you, in the earth sphere. But around you, around where man was put, we, is where we see the, 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 the atmosphere of the earth. And the atmosphere of the earth, if you can see, that, that one is surrounded by what we call, the, what Paul talks about in, in Ephesians chapter 6, the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of the darkness. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we are, designed, we are put in the earth sphere, but around that earth sphere, there's what we call the atmosphere. That is the atmosphere which the enemy comes and corrupts. Once that is corrupted is where we get a, a, a climate, an, another climate. Because sometimes you come into a place and you sense, for me, I've been in prayer and we've been going places. And you come and the climate which you sense in a place. Sometimes you come in a church and you sense a climate that is over the place. And that is when, when you are engaging in prayer, that is the climate that you need to come up against. Because it is rule. It's like, it's like a, a canopy that is over the place. And there are forces which are ruling over them. But God has trusted you so much, even in such a ministry of that, you have the authority and the power to break through that canopy, to peer through that darkness, because there are are alien forces and powers which pokes the rulers of the darkness, which are in wicked places, the powers, the principalities, the spiritual wickedness that we need to bring down that we need to pierce. We have to know who we are. Praise God. People of God, we need to understand who we are. Jonathan, you are not who you are. You are more than what you think you are. Praise the Lord. One time, I remember this, I was sharing with my wife. Uh, we, we had a blow, and, and, and then you, I learned this here in Europe, because for me, in Africa, we never give flowers. So when, 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 we ha- when things are not going well, so I came back with a box of chocolate and a box of flour, uh, sorry, and flowers, and I gave her the flowers and chocolate. And she looked at me, and she talked with my daughter. I said, look at him. And I said, she didn't even appreciate. She said, because for me, I thought, our fight, I can solve it by giving her the chocolate and the flowers. Praise God. But the truth was, I was ministering to the outside. I have not ministered to the heart. The pain, the one who is paining is the one on, on the inside. It's the same thing when you, when you are dating a girl. When you look, you look at the outside and then you say, oh, she looks good. And then you go for that, but you haven't met the real person. The real person is on the inside. That's where also God is ministering. That's what God is trying to touch. Uh-oh. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So when God is calling us, we have to give him our heart. He ministers the spirit. That's why you see these things. We can't understand them and reason them by our ingenuity and understanding. They don't come that way. They don't come that way. You come in through that crack of the door, which he calls faith like a young child, and you believe it. Praise the Lord. How it comes, I don't know, but I'm going to believe God. How, how, does a, how does cancer get healed? I don't know, and I don't care. But I know one thing, that when I lay my hand on the sick, they recover. Yes. 
when I command, I command that demon to go, it will go. How does it go? None of my bees. I'm not concerned. One thing I'm concerned about, I'm going to lay my hand on you and I'm going to command that demon, it will live in the name of Jesus. Period. You ask him, we're there, together with him and Clive. A, a young girl from nowhere, we were just praying. She, she started writhing on the floor. You couldn't even ask. Jonathan, would you ask? You could see it's a snake. The girl writhed all over, and not for just a minute, for hours, until we dealt with the demon, because it manifested in, in her. Because that is what the devil wants to do. But God, you are not a house of the, devil, the devils. God wants to manifest his power and his Holy Spirit in you. To do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God. Not to allow yourself, the, demon, the demons, to manifest in you. So what he does is to, because he has access to the atmosphere, uh, through that atmosphere where he reigns, through the rulers and the principalities and the powers, that's why he tries to obscure the goodness of God. But when, when we are born again, born of his spirit, our eyes get open. And I, you need to understand that there is what we call the heavenly realm. That heavenly realm was given to you. you these two, they overlap. Man was created that he can tap. That's why you see, you, uh, you remember Jacob? When Jacob laid his head on, on, a, on, 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 a, on a rock, on a stone for a pillar, what was the stone? The stone was the word. He talks of Jesus as the rock. So he rested himself. When you rest yourself on the rock, which is Jesus, the heavens open up. Oh, God. Rest your head on the rock, who is Jesus, the heavens open up. When they open up, all of a sudden he said, he saw the ladder, angels coming and going up. He was able to overlap from this realm to the other realm. He was able to see what goes on there and get the commands and get, get the assignments so that he can bring them and enforce them here on earth and reveal the glory of God. Oh, Shakaraba. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is given unto us. Nag your neighbor for me. It is given unto us. It's given unto us. It takes people, like the Bible says, that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Yes. And violent people take it by force. Yes. You see, sometimes, like people say, we have it easy here in Europe. Me included, because that's how we have been accustomed to. And I have had a taste of it. I don't have enough time, I would tell you stories. Because I, in 26, beginning at 2016, I started going back to Africa, thinking, I, I will just die because I'm, I'm born in Uganda and everything is going to be easy. The number one thing, which is in Africa, I don't know other African countries, the moment you land there, you are coming from Europe, you have money. <laughs> Praise God. No one is going to help you. They're, everyone is running to you. And then I began to read to wonder, how am I going to survive? My wife, we had agreed, I'm not going to send you money. And now I have to go back and start to live by faith. But everyone is coming to me to ask for money because I'm coming from Europe. Even friends whom I had helped who had lived with me here, they were not helping. Then I had to go back to him and learn again the principles of trusting God and living by faith. Here I had food in the fridge. Everything is there. But there now I have to look for a meal. Praise God. That's what I'm saying, that you, there comes a time and you say, no, I know who I am. I'm going to stand. That's why we, we tend to think that people in, in, in third world, they, 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 they engage heaven easily. No, you, you can engage heaven also. Praise God. You just have to deal with the strongholds that are around you. And I'm quickly going to mention that so that we can pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Now let, let us quickly go to, uh, to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. 
to, uh, to verse 6, 2 Corinthians. Is that okay? It says, For though we walk or live in the flesh, we are not carrying on the warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, meaning weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God and for the overthrow and destruction of those strongholds. Verse 5. In as much as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, being in readiness to punish every insubordinate or disobedience when your own submission and obedience are fully secured and complete. Now, talking about the spiritual, the, the stronghold, now he is giving us an understanding here that when we war, we are not using weapons of flesh and blood. We are engaging with spiritual weapons because our enemy is also spiritual. What created that atmosphere, like I'm going to, I'm going to share a little bit deeper, that, that, that the thing that shrouds you and, and hinders you to break through and hinders you to, to, to experience the presence of God and the things of God, what, that shroud that comes over you, that climate, it comes on everyone, not white only, not black only. It comes in an environment because the demons have designed this. Praise God. In places where we come from, the things have been designed. You have, you have a, a place where, there is, where, we took, where we took you, Jonathan and Clive. That area, we didn't tell you about the stories, but historically the stories and the things, that is even the kingdom of Buganda, the, the, that is where the, 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 the very hub of all the witchcraft which is done, is done in that place. So when, when you come into a place and you are going to start a church, these are the things that you have to deal with. And you cannot think you are going to deal with them in, in your own power, in your own strength, fighting with weapons of flesh and blood. You go before the Lord in intercession and crying, seeking the Lord to give you the knowledge and the understanding to reveal to you what is hindering that place so that the canopy that is hindering you can be dealt with. So if we come in a place like here in Bromley, we come before God. We lay ourselves and say, Lord, why? And one of the things that I see here, because this is not mine. It is what God spoke to me when, I, when we're here. Uh, when we're here and praying. God spoke to me. We were here. He called me here. And we were holding hands. We shared. We had read the scriptures over there, which I loved so much. And as we were holding hands, the spirit of the Lord came so strongly upon me. I started wailing. There was such an agonizing that was coming deep in me. I was doubled up. I couldn't take it anymore. And tears were just flowing out of me. And God started speaking to me. I wrote it down here. And he says, help me because my, I have lost my I, I don't have my eyes. I don't. You've got eyes, you haven't got glasses. But God, I don't have glasses. <laughs> Praise God. Um, so this was during the 36 hours of prayer. That's what Charles is talking about. And this is what he said. He said, if only my people could surrender to me and present themselves as a living sacrifice, I will do much more. I will work through them and among them to bring transformation. Praise the Lord. And he says that he will strip off the layers of soulishness that come upon us, come from our minds. Because there is so much that God wants to strip Praise God. Because this is typical, you, you, you have to believe me, because I've seen it, even among the black people who have been in Europe. Uh, when you come in this nation, what takes over? You reason things. You try to work it out. How does it come? You ask it. For us in Africa, we never, it, 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 yesterday we were talking with the how to father children when you, when you are in Europe. And a person was asking that kids here, when you say, no, don't do it, why? <laughs> Back home, daddy says, sit down, and you say, no, and you ask, why? <laughs> huh? No, praise God. When he says that no is no, 
But here the child wants to find out. In fact, even the way he is asking, why? <laughs> he puts on a, even an attitude you have to explain. Now, that one has its place also. It is good, but also it is bad. Praise the Lord. When you begin to reason God and to ask, God has told you jump. Why? I say, okay, if you don't want to jump, stay there. <laughs> Praise God. That's what we have come into. When the children of Israel, during the Joshua era, when the children of Israel, this is so amazing. Joshua takes the children through the river Jordan. Praise God. And Moses also did the same. But remember, Moses took them under, uh, sorry, through the Red Sea. Amen. Remember that? Praise God. Now, when I was meditating on that, the Lord spoke to me, the, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, I walked through Moses. With Moses, God was walking through him. He takes a staff and taps on the rock, and water comes out. He raised the, 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 the staff, and the locusts come. All the things that you see, God was working through him. But when it came to Joshua, Joshua's generation is a different type of people. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because now God has developed them from being, coming out of slavery and orphanhood into sons. When, when, when you develop into sonship, you have to take charge. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because when they come on the river Jordan, they had to step in. That's why the Bible says, everywhere your foot shall trade. You shall do what? You shall take it. You only step in by faith. It is water. It is a river. No one can expect you for, to cross the river now. But God is telling you, step in. The moment you step in, it disappears. It gives way. For you, because you carry the authority. You carry the sonship. Even water knows who you are. That's why Jesus was able to walk on the water, and the water knew who he is. Praise God. And if he did it, I can do it. As he is, so I am. I'm going to my father, and greater things will you do, even the things I've done, you will do is even greater things. He left me here to do greater things. Yeah, right. I'm, not, I'm not just going to do what he, uh, my, my uh, magic impossible, who is it? Mission impossible. Yes. Eh? No, not this boy who, who walked on Thames River. Dynamo. 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 Magician in Dynamo. No. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those feats that the devil has to, to work through. Them. But we are talking about changing the climate. Tell your neighbor, we want to change the climate. So that, that what, what we saw, what formed like a, a spiritual stronghold, when that spiritual stronghold comes into a place, it forms, it comes through behavior patterns. And it begins to have a spiritual influence. Let me give you an example. When God encountered Abraham, Abraham was in witchcraft. Praise the Lord. When you study, the Bible says Abraham was in Ar of Chaldean. That place, Ar of Chaldean, is in Mesopotamia, which was the city of Babylon, where they were worshiping the moon and the stars and the sun. These guys were in deep occult, and Abraham didn't know God. It was God's choice. The amazing and the beauty of God. He is the one who comes and seeks you out. Remind me of my time, praise the Lord. Let, let me talk. This, this is my friend, praise the Lord. God is the one who gets you, John. He, when he gets you out, he takes you out of where you have been doing your thing, whether you're smoking, drugs, whatever sinful you are in. He comes and takes you out. When he takes you out of there, then he, he leaves you and he starts walking. And he says, seek me now, follow me. <laughs> you are not following. Praise <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. You understand, you understand what I mean? God takes hold of you. When he takes you, then he says, now you seek me. He goes on. It is up to you to begin to seek him. It's up to you to begin to desire him. It is up to you to begin to want him. That's what he did to Abraham. He didn't explain himself. 
He just told him, I'm going to take you to a land. But where was he taking him from? He was taking from a habitation, a hub infested with strongholds of witchcraft, of occultism, of people who didn't know God. That's the amazing power of God, that he can take you from every hold that the enemy has held you from. Praise God. No matter what it is, I don't care. God will take you out. But he's telling you, you seek me. How much do you desire of him? Are there things in your life that, that has taken precedence over him? That has become the solution? Praise God. Instead of you depending on him and trusting him each, each step all the way. Thank you. You remember what he told David? David is saying, the Bible says, your word is a lamp unto what? Unto my feet. Do you really have a clue about that? David was talking to us and telling us, because during that time, in David's time, they, when they were walking in the night, they had what they call ankle lamps. In Africa, we still have them. They have little light of a flicker, which shows you the way. It can only light from here to there. David was saying that if, if you don't light my path, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't, ha- I, don't know how- I don't know how to steer through the myriad of things in life. I need your word. That's what we say. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Each time, each step, I need it. Not for yesterday, not for tomorrow. I need it now so that I can steer through the myriads of what I'm going through. We are no longer dependent on God. We don't trust God. Hallelujah. I have to submit to you. Including me, there's areas when we, do, we don't love God. We love God for the things that we can get from him. We call him, we, we have taken him for granted like a, a supermarket. Okay, today I'm sick, I need you. Fix me quickly so that I can go on. Yes. He looks at you and says, praise the Lord, Hallelujah. But we have created also that because we have opened ourselves. That spiritual influence has come and taken over. It's a force, it's a power which is released in such, in such situation. And when it is sustained, it creates a spiritual atmosphere. And that atmosphere is conductive to things like strife, like anger, like knowledge and theories and understanding of humanism that we try to and say, Eventually, because what, when you see where science is taking us, it's trying to challenge God. We don't need you. We can do this. We can fix this. My brothers, I'm trying to tell you, we, we can come out of that. Because those things have been shaped around us through generations of our ancestors. It has been passed on you. Now we are talking about Africans. Some of, uh, in, uh, of us in Africa, we are so superstitious and it's bad, but it's also good. Because we just don't go into an area and say, there is a, a spirit there. Now when we understand that, now when you are born again, you know how to engage it. Because sp- a spiritual world is a reality to us. You, you say we are superstitious of everything because they say, if a black cat passes in the morning, you don't go to work. There's still things in Africa like that. If a black cat, if it's black and it's passing, don't go to work. <laughs> Praise God. But, but I like it in a certain way because that one, it helps me being conscious of that realm. When now I become to understand my God and the power in my God, I know how to engage it. Uh-oh. Am I talking to someone here? Pray? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But for you, all this superstition, no, I don't believe in that. When, when, when with the white man, when you tell him there is a demon there, let's go and see. <laughs> let's go and check it out. <laughs> Praise God. That's what has happened. You have, we have had a story, and they tell them, no, we, we can't do a bridge here. There is um, this demon spirit, which is the owner of this territory. When they tell them, we say, no, we, we, let, let's go and, and, and uproot it. 
Like it's that kind of ease. But now we need to understand the reality of that realm, like I said over there. There is a reality of that spiritual realm. Praise God. So now as we begin to close, I just want us to come to terms and understand that there is something that has held that realm and held us. And it's come through thinking. It comes through the reasoning. It's a paradigm shift that has taken over our thought process. In our thought process, God is not included. And that is where, where God spoke, spoke to us here, that we need to have come to a place and scrape. There's things that need to be scraped. When I was saying we we're praying, I saw layers upon layers upon layers. And God is saying, come to me, surrender your life, and I will strip that. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know, but today I want us to go before the Lord. If you are in such a place and you realize that the knowledge, the reasonings, the things that you want to reason of God, that you say, Lord, here I am, strip me. Take off those layers. I want to see you. And it's not just a song like we sing, but you say, I desire of you. I don't know my next step. It's only you who can help me, strip me of everything that I have put my trust in. Things that we're holding on to, brothers, are just beginning to disappear. Praise God. The economies we are trusting in, these things are going to begin to fail you. It is sad to say, but the things which once we dreaded, that they are just next on our door. And unless we give ourselves to God, I'm not here to scare you, praise the Lord. I'm not bringing a doomsday, but I, I believe if God spoke it in this place and he said there are layers upon layers and they come through the climate which we have, we have created, the atmosphere has been infiltrated by all that climate and what we have, we have strongholds that are upon us that we can't see him and he's here. He's saying, Behold, I'm standing on the door knocking. Stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. I want us to understand that the stronghold, whether we like it or not, the enemy, like we saw in that picture, the enemy comes to establish that stronghold. And you know that a stronghold is like a fortress. And the Bible says we, 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 our warfare is not in flesh and blood. But God is telling us that we have to bring these powers in subjection to God. I want us to go before the Lord. If you are there and you know that there is a clogging upon your heart, there is a clogging that is hindering you. This realm of the spirit, you are born again. Let me ask this I, I, as a challenge. How many of you are born again? Praise the Lord. Now, you have access to that realm. You can enter that realm. You can engage God. You can speak with him. You are his child. You are the sons and daughters we can speak to God. But what is hindering us is the climate, is the atmosphere around us, which is infested with these strongholds. And strongholds varies in our different lives. Is it the reasoning? Is it the thought patterns that has been passed on you that you have to find, reason it out? I, I ask God, that you can walk in front here and come and pray with us and say, Lord, strip me today. Praise God. Tell God, strip me today. Let us come before the Lord and fall on our knees and say, Lord, just at least do that one thing and say, Lord, whatever is hindering me, whatever is obscuring my eyes that I cannot see you, 
that I cannot see what you are doing in my life and where you want me to go. Lord, I ask you, take those layers. Take those layers and you are going to begin to see God opening in your life into another realm. Hallelujah. You can lift your voice and begin to say to God. Begin to speak to him and say, Lord, Begin to tell him, Lord, I want you to strip those layers. Strip those layers upon my heart. The things over the years that have built strongholds within me. And I know that behind those strongholds, they're the powers, the principalities, the spiritual wickedness, the rulers of this world. The rulers of this world that I can't see the glory of God. But I know you are here. I know you are here. You fill the whole earth. You fill everywhere. Your presence is everywhere. There has to be a desire, a yearning in our hearts, a crying out and say, Lord, I need you. I need you, my God. Oh, Shakanda Namama. I need you, Lord. I need you. Father, bring us to that place once again where, Lord, we say, Lord, it's not about us, but, Lord, it is you whom we desire. Whatever the layers, whatever the things that are upon me, the clutters that has held me, I pray, oh God, that you may strip us, oh Lord. Bring an awakening. Bring an awakening. Bring us to that understanding, oh Lord. That we come to terms with the things, Lord, that causes us. And we can't see you. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. If you want to pray with me, you can come in front. If you want, you, you sense it in your spirit that there is something that is hindering you to touch that place. You can come forward. But I know God is speaking to some of us that that realm is for us. That realm, God has opened it to us. And God wants us to engage him, to begin to engage him that we begin to touch and tap into that realm. Oh, tell him, Lord, strip me. Strip me. Take away. Take away. Take away. Tell him, take away whatever is hindering me, whatever is stopping me. Take it away, Lord. Remove those things. Remove them. Tell him, Lord, I ask you to strip me of everything, Lord, I pray. I pray for my sister, Lord God, with a humble heart, Lord God, that as she draws to you, Lord, may you strip her. Strip her and open the rain, the rain, the heavenly rain, Lord, where you design her to live and to walk and to work, Lord God, to engage you, Lord. Open her eyes.